Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Pastor B, and you have now tuned in to the Project Real Podcast. On this episode, we're talking about our dear, beloved brother and gospel legend, Kurt Franklin. That's right, Kirk Franklin, the gospel music maven himself, is under fire by the Christian community because of some comments that he made, or rather some lyrics in his cipher at BET. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. And uh, you might be surprised at my reaction. So stay tuned for the Project Real podcast. So we're talking about Kirk Franklin and his lyrics at the BET cipher and what many are saying is blasphemy. What many are saying is Kirk Franklin showing his true colors. What many are saying is Kirk Franklin selling out and the things that he said were against God. And I must say this, first and foremost, this is sad. It's very sad what I'm hearing from the Christian community. I will say that because it seems like whenever one of us comes up, that our community, the body of Christ, can be so divisive and so attacking and just lacking grace that you almost can't succeed or at least succeed too much because somebody's going to say, oh, see, you know what? I knew they was about the money. Oh, you see, you know what? I knew that, you know, they was selling out. Any little thing you do that looks somewhat suspicious, then you know they're going to be on your head. And so when I saw uh, different YouTubers, uh, Christian influencers jumping out there and saying, man, yes, see, Chris, uh, Kirk Franklin is blaspheming. Kirk Franklin is, is coming against God. I, I was like, wow, man, really? A man who has dedicated his life to gospel music and glorifying God. A man who is a pioneer, not only in the gospel industry, but in the music industry, has now got to prove himself that he's genuinely a Christian. A man who, for all intents and purposes, could have sold out a long time ago, has got to tell you that he is for God and not against God. I think it's whack, man. I think it's whack what a lot of us are doing. But nevertheless, I want to break down what I believe Kirk Franklin was actually saying. Because I think a lot of people are confused. They're, they're thinking that the analogy that he used or the lyrics that he uh, communicated were one thing when I think he's talking about something else. So let me put this into perspective, okay? Kirk Franklin in, in the infamous clip of his cipher says, and I quote, like Jigga or Jay-Z and Nas, the greatest get to vote. The lion and the lamb will bow down to the goat. So 
here's what I believe, dissecting the lines. First and foremost, he says, like Jay-Z and Nas, that lets us know that Kirk Franklin was making a comparison to two of the greatest hip hop artists alive, okay? These brothers are top five dead or alive, period. No matter what you say, the, the greatest artist, as a matter of fact, say that Jigga and Nas are among the top. Eminem will tell you that. Um, most of the New York MCs, the East Coast MCs will say that Nas and Jigga are among the top lyricists or top uh, ever hip hop personalities, okay? So he's saying, like Jay-Z and Nas, the greatest get to vote, right? The greatest hip hop artists have voted Jay-Z and Nas to the top. That's what I think he's saying now. And this is coming from somebody who is an MC in his own right. Like I've actually written rhymes. I've written songs. I rap. I, I know what it is to put together verses and choruses and actually compose rhymes. A lot of y'all out here talking about Kirk Franklin. The problem is you never wrote a rhyme in your life. You don't know hip hop. And so you're trying to say that Kirk Franklin said something when you don't even know how to dissect and break down lines. So I believe that's what he was saying. I think that it makes sense lyrically and phonetically and just all around as far as the hip hop game is concerned, it makes sense. Now, he said the greatest get a vote. Here's the infamous line that everybody's talking about. The lion and the lamb will bow down to the goat. Okay, let's talk about it. When I first heard the line, I wasn't put off by it. I, I didn't find myself saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe he would say that. As a matter of fact, when I first saw Ruslan break the news, shout out to Ruslan. I first saw Ruslan break the news. I actually was like, what's the problem? Because my mind didn't go to Kirk Franklin talking about Jesus, the lion and the lamb. Okay. Of course, scripturally, we know he is referred to as the lion of Judah, the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. He is the lion and the lamb. My mind didn't go there. My mind went to Isaiah chapter 11 in verse six. And you tell me if this fits. Maybe I'm reaching, maybe I'm stretching, but you tell me if this fits, okay? Isaiah chapter 11, verse six, I'm gonna read from the NIV like I normally do. It says, the wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. Now we know this is a prophecy of Jesus Christ for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given as it says in Isaiah uh, chapter 9. Isaiah is referring to a time when there will be perfect peace on earth and Jesus Christ will rule and all of God's creatures will be at peace and harmony together. I'm going to say it again. The wolf will live with the lamb. Now, that lamb is not talking about the lamb, Jesus Christ, capital L, lamb. It's talking about the created thing, okay? The creature, the wolf and the lamb will lie down, okay? They'll live together. The leopard will lie down with the goat, right? What does this mean? It means predator and prey will both, will both 
lie down together and there will be no animosity or beef between them because there is one greater than them who is keeping them sustained by the word of his power. Okay. It says the calf and the lion and the yearling together. All right. What does that mean? That the wolf, lamb, leopard, goat, calf, lion, and yearling. What, what, what's a yearling? Let me look up this footnote right here. What is a yearling? A yearling. Hmm. Hmm. All right, some of y'all, y'all can tell me what a yearling is. I, I'm, I'm not sure what a yearling, what animal that comes from. All right, but the wolf, lamb, leopard, goat, calf, lion, yearling are all gonna lie down together and be at peace. So, taking it back to Kurt Franklin's lyrics, I think what he was saying, and I firmly believe what he was saying, knowing the man's heart and what he stands for, what he was saying was, the lion and the lamb, little L, little L. Not big L as in Jesus, because I will be blasphemous. He was saying the lion and the lamb, the created beings, the creatures themselves must bow down to the goat. Now, goat being an acronym, greatest of all time, the greatest in hip hop and not just hip hop, but the greatest in the world. So what Kurt Franklin is saying is, hey, Jesus Christ is God over hip hop, over culture and over every human being. And even if you are among the greatest, you will still have to bow down. The greatest and the least will have to bow down. And that's why when he said the greatest get a vote, the greatest in this world can say, oh, yeah, it's Jigga, yeah, it's Nas. But it doesn't matter what they say. He's saying the lion and the lamb. Even if you were the dopest rapper or you were a SoundCloud rapper just trying to pop off and just trying to be hungry and get your name known, no matter what, you must one day bow down to the one who is truly the greatest of all time. So Kirk Franklin made an attestation. He made a declaration. He said, hey, listen, Jesus is Lord over hip hop. That's what he was saying. And I, I will take that to the bank all day long. I do not believe that the brother was being blasphemous. I do not believe that Kirk Franklin for the sake of the BT cipher is gonna sell out and turn around and say, yeah, now I'm gonna pop off my hip hop career and F y'all in the Christian world and middle fingers up, I don't care no more. Kirk Franklin has devoted his life to this. He's a real man of God. Now, we know he's had some shortcomings in the past. Some people will say, well, what about that time when that tape leaked? I'm not gonna get into that right now because real talk, yo, that, that brother was real. And I respect him for being a real man and checking his son like a real man. I'm not mad at him for being honest about his emotions. Could he have said some things different back in the day? We know that he could have. However, you be, be in that situation with your grown kids and you tell me what you're going to do. Anyway, anyway, I don't think Kurt Franklin was being blasphemous. Having said that, I think there's some things we can unpack. There's a few things that can help us understand situations like this and how, number one, the body of Christ should react. 
Number two, uh, how we can take this from a leadership perspective as a leadership lesson. Uh, number three, how Kirk Franklin may have avoided this. And we're just gonna just unpack it all together and uh, see where we end up. So number one, the body of Christ reaction. My problem is, is like I said before, it seems like we're so quick to get at each other. There was too many influencers who jumped right on this. And yo, again, word up to Ruslan. He's very good at what he does. But I think, honestly, real talk, I think it was whack that he broke this news immediately. We're talking like two hours, you know, or whatever. He's really quick with what he does. But I think it's a problem when we're so quick to break news about Christian artists, about pastors, ministers, whatever. And number one we probably don't even really rock with them anyway like yo i'm not gonna be sitting here trying to tell you uh everything about uh chris tomlin well i don't even know chris tomlin like that if chris tomlin had a moral failure you know it, it's not appropriate to jump on and do breaking news chris tomlin god bless him or matt chandler for that matter it's like yo listen I'm not trying to sit here and run after that situation for clickbait or run after that to get views. I, I think it's very telling what some of us do to try to get an audience and we'll stop at nothing to put other brothers and sisters on blast just to get attention. I think that that's not cool, man. So a lot of Christian influencers and y'all know who you are are breaking this news because you know it's click worthy. You know you're gonna get the views. You know you're gonna get attention. And I think Kirk Franklin and the BT Cypher is a perfect example of how a lot of Christian media has turned to, yo, if I talk about this controversial thing, if I talk about you know uh, this person in a negative light, then I'm gonna get all the, the attention. And you got to ask yourself, what is your real motivation? Listen, I don't know your heart at the end of the day. Maybe I'm wrong about Ruslan or others, but you know what? You got to ask yourself, what is your real intention? Are you trying to further your audience and build it up and sell your podcast and, and promote your stuff? What's your real intention? Okay. And you might say, well, you don't pass to be hey, hey, aren't you trying to promote your podcast with this content? Listen, I I'm trying to bring an alternate perspective. I'm trying to talk about this from a perspective that many are not discussing because I think it's important for us to affirm the body of Christ, even when we might struggle. All right. So let's keep it 100. So the, the body of Christ, as far as us tearing each other down, man, we've got to be so careful because if not, yo, we can easily get caught up. We can easily get caught up. And when we get caught up, it's the body that suffers, right? It's the body that ultimately suffers. So, yo, our goal should be what the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, one of my absolute favorites. Ephesians chapter four, verse three, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Okay. What does he say? Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And that is so valuable. So important. 
right? So we want to keep that in the perspective. All right, number two, I want to talk about the leadership lessons that we can learn from what Kirk Franklin did. All respect and love and admiration for what Kirk Franklin has done in his career, I will say this. I don't think Kirk Franklin had any business jumping up on a BET cipher. I think we could have avoided all this calamity and, and, and all the conversations we're having about it if he never did it in the first place. And the reason I say that Kirk Franklin shouldn't be on a BET cipher is because Kirk Franklin has never been a rapper. And, and you might argue me with this and say, well, you know, yeah, Kirk Franklin has, has rap. Kirk Franklin is not a rapper. He's not a hip hop artist. Kirk Franklin at best is a poet. He might have a you know some slick words here and there. He might be able to uh, be a wordsmith and use phraseology to his advantage. And they we do that in preaching. We do that in the gospel uh, music world to an extent. But don't compare being a spoken word poet or somebody who can talk over a beat, because that's essentially what he was doing, is talking over a beat with a rapper. And so I think one of the problems is, is perhaps, and I'm just going to keep it 100 with you, I think one of the problems is, is that Kirk Franklin may have had some pride getting in the way. Again, all love and admiration for that brother. I think one of the challenges is there may have been a certain degree of pride that caused him to say, oh, yeah, yo, you want me at the BET Cypher? You want me to, to be featured with my own uh, rap? Yo, OK, hey, I'm honored. I'll show up. I'll do that. But listen, listen to me clearly. Just because you can do something, and we do this in the church all the time, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. I'm going to say it again. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And we do this as leaders in the church all the time. Okay? Yo. Worship leaders starting churches. I, I'm seeing, you know, this kind of, you know, trend where there are worship leaders who uh, plant churches. I'm not saying that you can't teach. I'm saying that maybe you shouldn't be the primary teacher. OK, because a lot of us are trying to do so many things in the body of Christ that is not our primary gift. I am primarily a, a teacher. A minister. So what am I need? What, what do I need to do? I need to flow in that gift primarily. I might be able to do other things, but let me keep to my bread and butter as much as possible. So, for example, these worship leaders starting churches. Yo. If anything, and this is where humility comes in the body of Christ. OK, if anything, you should say, hey, listen, I'm not meant to be the pastor, the primary leader. Let me do this. I will take an executive role because I have the resources, the finances, the wisdom. I've been around for a long time. I've been in churches for a long time. I've navigated. I've ministered in churches. So I know how the operations work. Maybe I should be an executive pastor 
but not take on the primary teaching pastor role. Maybe I can help to bankroll this church, kick it off, help it become successful and let somebody who teaches teach. There's a lot of struggling ministers out there who could do wonders with the right platform. So why are we not elevating them rather than taking that spot for ourselves? That's real talk, okay? Now, with Kirk Franklin, it should be the same thing. There's, man, bro, there's a thousand Christian rappers out there that are nice, okay? They nice on the mic. They hot with their skills. They can spit. And so Kirk Franklin is not a name that should be thrown into the conversation when you say, hey, we're looking for a Christian MC. No, Kirk Franklin and Toby Mac are not rappers, okay? I know a lot of people have lumped them into the Christian rap world. Kirk Franklin, Toby Mac, uh, DC Talk, that's not Christian hip hop. And, and the next name that comes along is Lecrae. And I love Lecrae. Lecrae, yo, is, is hip hop for real, for real. But he's done the BT cipher in the past. So I'm sure BT wanted to get some fresh blood. But the problem is, instead of Kirk Franklin saying, yo, there's somebody way more talented than me as far as rapping. There's somebody way more skillful who's a better artist and a better lyricist. Let me get you somebody who I recommend and, and elevate that person. Okay. Why, why are we not seeing 1K Few? Why are we not seeing KB? Why are we not seeing Andy Minio? Why are we not seeing a Triple E or a Tadashi, the 116? Why are we not seeing a Derek Minor? Why are we not seeing my man, Bizzle, and the whole God Over Money squad? Why are we not seeing any of them at a BT Cypher, but we get Kirk Franklin? Does that make sense? So again, taking nothing away from Kirk Franklin, the problem is what are we doing when we put ourselves in a position or we accept a nomination or invitation that is not wise for us to accept? That's why the scripture says, hey, don't go and seat yourself at the highest position of the table Rather, come in, take a low position, take another seat, and let somebody call you up to that high position. So we got to be careful about being leaders who allow our pride to get the best of us. And again, I'm not trying to say that, you know, Kirk Franklin is so prideful and so consumed with ego, but I'm saying I would be amiss if I didn't tell you, we all have an ego. And I know, yo, with what very tiny little bit I've done as far as Christian hip hop is concerned, if BET somehow, by the grace of God, found me and said, hey, would you be willing to jump on this cipher? And I had the opportunity, hey, you know what? I probably would accept it. But that's something that I gotta check my heart on too. Because there's other cats out there who are, who need that platform who are way doper than I am. Yo, there's other pastors out there who preach way better than I do. Can, can you elevate somebody else even if it means you don't get the payday or you don't get the accolades or you don't get the feature? Can you elevate somebody else? That's the question. 
And so what we really should be trying to do in the body of Christ is promoting and building each other up rather than trying to occupy certain spots. Because the fact of the matter is this, Kirk Franklin has, has got everything that he needs at this point. I, I, I don't think that this, this thing does anything more for Kirk Franklin's career than what he's already accomplished. But it could work wonders for somebody who's hungry and who's on the up and coming. So that's just a perspective on leadership and how we should humble ourselves and be wise. Wrapping up just kind of uh, final thoughts on this whole thing. We really need to consider our hearts. We really need to consider our hearts when it comes to hearing news about men and women of God and their failures. You know, one of the first things that we do is we try to say, he shouldn't have been there. She shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have done this. She shouldn't have done that. You know, this is why they fell. I would never, I can't see how a pastor or I can't see how a Christian artist or I can't see this and that. We ran into that with Dante Bo. And the fact of the matter is this, none of us are above making a mistake. I'm not going to say that Kirk Franklin did something intentionally blasphemous. Again, I don't believe he did. But I will say that none of us are above making a mistake. That is, maybe I say something that can be misconstrued. Maybe, maybe I step onto a platform that I'm not ready for or, or that I really shouldn't embrace and I find myself caught up and now I'm having to to deal with the backlash of it. Maybe, just maybe, I'm still learning lessons the further I grow in Christ. But that shouldn't mean that my brothers and sisters hang me out to dry. So I wanna share this with you in closing and give you something to think about, something to seek the Lord about and something to process deep within your heart and hopefully, God willing, deposit in your spirit. James chapter three, verse one. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. James said it. Not me, but James. We all stumble in many ways. And if you're never at fault in what you say, that makes you perfect. And we know there is none perfect but Jesus. So, as long as we have this imperfection, as long as outwardly we are wasting away and inwardly we're being renewed day by day, let us take into account that nobody is above messing up, stumbling, as James says. But let it be that the grace of God lifts you up even when people try to bring you down. And I pray 
even now that God's grace would be with you and that his love would overwhelm you so that you wouldn't come against your brothers and sisters in Christ the way so many have done with Kirk Franklin. God bless you. And thank you for joining me yet again on the Project Real podcast. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on the Project Real podcast. This really is a labor of love, and I honestly want to do it way more than I get a chance to between ministry and marriage and every responsibility I have. Man, I just wish I could do this a whole lot more and give you way more content. So if you want to hear more content and you want to free me up to be able to share more, whether through this platform or on YouTube or TikTok, yo, do me a huge favor. First and foremost, seek the Lord, pray in your heart and ask God what you are able and willing to give. And then uh, if it be by the Lord's will, by his grace, would you consider supporting the Project Real podcast for as little as 99 cents per month? You can go to anchor.fm slash the Project Real podcast and you can support for as little as 99 cents a month. This would allow for the podcast to grow, reach more audiences, uh, and allow me to have more time, God willing, to make more content and uh, encourage you, help you, and just give you some of that real talk. So thank you. I appreciate everything you've done so far to support, and please continue supporting. God bless.